You're listening to Awkward Situations with Ziggy and Jay Tross. Come on and join us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Dr. Ziggy, man, what's up? What's up? But listen, before you say what's up, what's up? Before you introduce yourself today, you know, I felt like in the pre-show. You wouldn't let me talk, man. Nah, I'm here bubbling. You wouldn't let me say what's up, man. It's, a, it's, it's designed that way. It's designed that way. Because in the pre-show uh, audience, I, I cut Dr. Ziggy off. You know what I mean? He felt some kind of way when he was trying to explain something to me. So I felt like what better way to continue that same energy by cutting him off in this episode today. But good afternoon, Dr. Ziggy, man. What's up? Oh, man. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Listen, Jay Trust, man. Look, you're not doing me right, man. That's all I'm going to say. Cutting me off. He gave me the funny eyes and I lost my whole trend of thought and thinking, man. And it's not right. And then he gonna start the show and cut me off again. <laughs> listen, man. It's, listen, it's all in good love. Mm-hmm. It's all it's <laughs> listen, man. Hey man, this is um we are in February. Yes. We are in listen, we are moving right along in this year, 2023, man. You know, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the year, uh, uh Zig, um, I asked myself a question. Mm, that just one? Just only one question. Listen, oh, wow, okay. it, it, it's no sense in asking yourself multiple questions because if you answer any of them, that's where the problem starts. But no, 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 the problem the problem is. If you hear more than one voice in your head when you answer when you answer the question, <laughs> you have a full fledged argument. Listen, listen. I ask myself a question, a simple question, man. It's like, man, how fast is this year going to go? Um, and in, in, actually, it was a part two of that question. How fast is this year going to go? And am I going to accomplish anything that I set out for the year? You know what I mean? Like those two, they go hand in hand, right? Because I'm looking to do something in 2023. I'm looking to 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 get myself together. And and let me tell you, audience, Dr. Ziggy, he 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 asked, he answered my question not with a question but a solution. He said, "Pull out that vision board. Pull out that vision board." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right vision board and i've been seeing a lot of that on facebook and on social media a lot of folks are doing these vision boards and it is nothing new right it's nothing new we've been doing vision boards uh uh way before uh, the cork board that you have there i mean people used to put pieces of paper on their walls in their bedrooms and their ceilings uh on the refrigerator in the bathroom on the mirror they used to do all these things and then they said you know what somebody came up with the idea of you know what Let's make a true vision board that's cork boarded. You know, let's put it somewhere. But listen, man, they say it works. They say it works. Well, let me ask you a question. There's two schools of thought when it comes to the vision board. There's a guy by the name of Earl Schoff. S-H-O-E-F-F. He was he was Jim Rohn's mentor. Jim Rohn, he is one of the forefathers of motivational speaking. Anyway, Earl Schultz says that when you do, when you design a, a vision board, you write it down and you, you, you write down all the specifics of what you want. So if you want a house, write down what the color is, how big it is, what the inside looks like, what is the structure of the outside, how much land is it on, how many bedrooms, how many, rooms what's the size of the kitchen what does the kitchen have in it and you write everything down because you have to get a mental picture of it and then you so so, and if you can put it put a picture like you saw i had pictures of a house picture of a car but i also had descriptions of everything and then if you want a certain amount of money in your bank account you write that down specifically and you write all the details of how you you know how you want it and where it's going to you know where it's going to be and all that stuff and then at the end you say thank you and then you hide it 
And he wow. says the reason why you put it up is because when you plant a seed, you don't go back week after week and dig it up to see if the seed is growing. So it's almost like planting the seed of doubt if you go back to it. Now, this is for a big goal. Obviously, for your small goals, you want to go back and check it, making sure week by week that you have achieved what you want to achieve. Mm. But I had a discussion with my brother-in-law about it, and he kind of changed my mind about it because he was like, "Nah, you don't dig up your seed. You know, you when you have a big life-term goal, you plant it and then let the energy manifest how how it's going to happen. In in other words, if you want a red car and you claim that car, you said thank you. The law of acceptance starts to put that energy out there." Now, you might get it in the form of a gift. You might get it in the form of an inheritance. You might get it in the form of you work hard and you get the money and you buy it yourself. But you don't ever want to. You have a plan, but your process can change. Does that make sense? No, it definitely makes sense. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Um, and in the analogy of planning, though, uh, planting that seed, I feel like even though you're not going to go and dig it up, Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I've been into to um, uh, um, mm, gardening, right? I've been into uh, gardening yeah, and yeah, yeah. also into um, uh, planting. So I'm going to say two different things. So planting in the home, you know what I mean? Doing plants in the, in the house. My mm-hmm. friend gave me some plants and, and things of that nature. And so, you know, I'm starting to, starting to understand the process of planting and you know, and then the process uh, last year was the first year that I did um, little seed, seedlings, you know, for, mm-hmm. for my garden outside and things of that nature mm-hmm. is even though um, I, I plant that seed, I still have to go back and I have to water it. Um, so I have to still put in the work and put in the time and put in the energy. Um, I can't just say, you know, plant the seed and you know the law of, of acceptance and you know the energy there is even though i'm not physically pulling up that plant i'm still um a part of the growth process if you will and then mm-hmm. with the seedlings especially um I, I water those i let those grow and then i transfer them over into something bigger you know, I take it from the little pot I have it in as it progresses to mm-hmm. a bigger pot, you know, and then my my house plants the same thing as it grows. I put it in something different as well. So so I'm with the process, but I'm also adding into it that though I'm not pulling it up, I still have to work towards that car goal. Right. I still I, have to put uh, the well, work in. Well, let me pause you right there. So so check this out. So um, one of my favorite guys, Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in my writing and in my motivation and in my coaching, I use him quite a lot in my analogy. He's one of my most succinct people. Mm-hmm. He takes everything and he makes it so succinct and practical. And one of the things that he said was he has this thing called a rocking chair test, mm-hmm. which is similar to a vision board. He says, imagine you are 80, 90 years old and you're sitting on the rocking chair outside your house. Mm-hmm. And you're looking over your life, over your accomplishments. What are the things that you're thankful for and happy for? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you've achieved? Write them down. Mm-hmm. And that's the equivalent to the vision board. Now, what I'm saying is you don't want to dig that up. So what you do is you backwards in- engineer your life. Mm-hmm. So if that's 20, 30 years in the future, you backwards engineer that bad boy. So what do I need to do in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years prior to that in order to get to that particular spot? So you're not digging up the seed of your big goal, but you're planting or you're fertilizing the stuff that you backwards engineer, the plans that you put into place six months, one year, two year, five year, 10 year, 20 years into the future. You, You understand? So yeah, your yeah. big plan, you don't look at on a regular basis because that's the end point. But what you're doing day by day, year by year, is what you focus on on a daily basis. You don't fixate on the end. You fixate on what you're doing every day, the small steps that you're doing to get there. Does that make sense? Oh, no, no. Definitely makes sense. Definitely right. makes sense. No, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. I would just, you know, and it really... it. it 
how can I say this without being as awkward as I am sometimes? Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm really not educated in the subject, but I wanted to sound like I was educated. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to be able to put my two cents in so when that next book come out, I have the foreword. You did a good job, man. You did a good job, man. You know, but, I, I, but I was of the same mindset and because my brother-in-law, he, he, he kind of hit me with that in, in December. And yeah. I was like, nah, nah, nah. You got to look at your plans. You got to look at your dreams. And he was like, yeah, but you have to have faith that you can get it done. Just have your big dream, but then backwards engineer that bad boy so that you can manifest it that way. And then you got it. So, but, but you make plans. Because I know a lot of people talk about, I'm going to leave it up to the Lord. Nah. God said faith without works is dead. What you need to do is you got to put a plan in place, but be flexible to still achieve your goals if it's God's will. You know what I'm saying? So be flexible because your plan might just be for three weeks. In the fourth week, God got a different direction he wants you to go in. Right, right. And so you got to be flexible with the process. Don't be so rigid with what you're trying to achieve that you miss out on some of the beautiful things along the way, some of the life experiences that you get to, to see along the way. Right. Oh no, definitely. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. And each of us is capable of doing things that our mind, um, that will blow our minds. Oh yeah. Um, we are capable of doing way more. And that vision board opens up that, part of the brain that tells you yes you can in the words of the great president Barack Obama that's right I said it I put it here today that's mm -hmm. our role hey listen we're here listen we're here to give a nugget and we're here to laugh as well so listen we are here today in this episode Dr. Ziggy man listen I gave you the honors the last time, but I'm about to open this thing up for fresh <laughs> and new awkward situations with children. Awkward situations with a child. Awkward situations with kids. Whatever way you want to describe it, awkward situation with them babies. That's how we roll today. What you got on tap for us, Dr. Dr. Ziggy, on this episode? All right, well, let me tell you this. Um... My wife and I were always on 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 um on the same page when it came to raising our kids. We you know we didn't like no sass as people will call it. I think I heard um, Samuel L. Jackson talking about sass one time. You know no talking back. So anyway, one time my wife and I we were going to this uh, presentation that my daughter had to do, and my daughter was a little you know she was a little excited because we were running a little behind. And so my daughter's like, go faster, go faster. My wife is like, hey, look, just calm down, be quiet, we're gonna get there. And so my you know, my daughter, she was like, Hey, are we there yet? And my wife is like, be quiet. So um something else happened, and we're getting out of the car, and my wife said something, and in I did a I did an impersonation of my daughter's voice, and I said, I don't care. And my wife flicked. She lost a gasket. She was coming around the car to deal with my daughter. And my daughter's like, Daddy, Daddy, tell it was you, tell it was you. <laughs> and at first I was going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but my wife flew around the corner so fast. I was like, it was me. It was me. She was like, oh my goodness. We almost lost a daughter. <laughs> like this girl was about to get the beat of her life. But it was hilarious. And it was awkward because I was going to prolong it a little bit. When I saw them, her, that her life was in jeopardy, <laughs> I had to step in. Wow. But yeah, wow. That was Listen. a situation that was awkward for my daughter. Listen, I was on social media the other day and I was just uh, 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 hustling to different, you know, friends' pages and things like that. So I saw this posting. And where the parent um, parent says, you know, um, they gave the story, of course, and basically uh, their child came to to them and was like, hey, you know, mommy, um, why did you and daddy adopt me? And mommy kind of looked at him like, well, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, why did, why did you adopt me? And it's like, honey, you are not adopted. It's like, yes, I was. Well, what makes you think you were adopted? It's like, yeah, because, you know, I, I was adopted. And she says, no, you you were not adopted. You came out of mommy's stomach. And so then the, the child looked at the mommy with a straight face and said, 
I wanted to be adopted. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the post, like, you know, I mean, pretty much, you know, why does why do children not come with manuals? You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you can't you can't make this stuff up and, you know, you never know. But let me tell you, let me tell you what happened to me. Uh-huh. So. So I like to frequent like the Home Depots and, and the Lowe's and things of that nature. Right. So, you know, what I mean, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's. I mean, even though Wait, women pause go, one second. Mm-hmm. you know, you're getting old when you put the word the in front of Home Depot. The Home Depot. The word the in front of Lowe's. <laughs> Just so you know that you're not supposed to put the in front of Home Depot and Lowe's. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> listen, don't mess my story up, man. Don't mess my story up. Listen, listen. So Home Depot <laughs> and Lowe's, right? So I like to go to uh those uh those stores. So you know, even though you know women go to those stores and they, you know, they go, you know, more since COVID, I've seen a lot. Well, during COVID, I've seen a lot more women at Home Depot and Lowe's. You know what I mean? They're getting projects done, they're doing a thing, you know. But, you know, it's a custom. You see a lot of um, uh, male figures there. So you know, I'm a figure like, you know, figure I say, you know what? Let me ask Andrew, you know, go to Home Depot, you know, Home Depot with me. So I was like, hey, buddy, you know, I'm excited. Right. And I was like, you know, let's roll to Home Depot. This child looked me in front of my face. Do I have to go? Like, <laughs> I go to Home Depot with you all the time. Ask Lydia to go. <laughs> <laughs> I look over at child number two and she just looks at me on face. Please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But man, listen, um, ch- children are funny. Children really are funny. And and they're naturally funny. That's that's what makes it funny, right? Um, most comedians who are funny are naturally funny. They don't, you know, they don't need a script. You know, whatever they just do their thing, and you know, but kids are like naturally comedic. I mean, you can sit there for hours, and um, you can watch children, and you could just laugh because they 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 don't have a book, they don't have a script, they haven't watched the latest TV shows or latest comedians. They're literally making it up as they go. Like I'm just laughing. You know, I, I well, are they of, funny because they lost in life? <laughs> no, they're just funny. I mean, it's 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 not <laughs> the reason why we're not funny is because look, we've gone through that stage. Now we know how life works a little better. But they're right. funny because because there's no manual for for being a kid. Right. And they they haven't where, where we know that okay, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, yeah, listen, I, I sit there and watch and, you know, you'll tell your child to do something and you'll ask them like four or five times. And the answer is always the same. I'm about to. <laughs> and I find that to be so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because if I don't laugh... I'm a beta child. You know what I mean? It's like you, like, <laughs> and, and they will, they will say it with a straight face. Like, like they're on their job or something. You know what I mean? Like they're at work and you say, Hey, go clean your room. And they'll say, okay. So then a couple minutes later you say, Hey, you know, go clean your room. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm about to. So it's the first thing is okay. Then I'm about to, and then the third time it's like I was on my way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the last time I fell asleep. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I forgot. Like, hey, did you take care of that on yesterday? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. So what else you got, man? Well, check this out, man. Um, another trip. This time we, we were going to another school function. My wife was driving one car, and I was driving behind my wife. And my my daughter was in the back seat of my wife's car. And um, we were living in Newcastle, and we were going to Wilmington, right? And so um, 
we turned out of the road where we lived and we were driving down the main stretch. Then all of a sudden, I see my wife jump out of the car and start running. Now the car is still moving. <laughs> and she's screaming, waving her hands like this. And what's awkward is like my daughter still in the car. And I'm like, hey, as I drive by her, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> my so I, I pull my car over and I'm chasing the car because it hasn't stopped yet. So I get in there and my daughter's in the car and she's trying to undo her baby, her, her car seat uh -huh. to jump out. There was a bee that cut into the car. <laughs> And, uh, it was it was all it was all she wrote. So wait, let me 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 reconstruct this 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 scene of the crime. You all are driving down this road. Well, I'm I'm in the car behind. Yes, I mean you are in a different vehicle. Yeah, yeah. But you all are going down the road. Yeah. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, your wife jumps out the vehicle. Yes. Vehicle is still moving forward. Yes. At at a at a slow pace, of course. Yes, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a slow pace. There was and, some tapping of the brakes, but I don't think the car was put into into drive. And and, and I'm only going to assume from an investigator's standpoint is she was so uh, uh, lost by the fact that the bee was there that she thought she had put it in park. Yeah, she, so she ran to me and asked me to go get the B. But she didn't know as, the car was still moving. As No, as I was driving by her. <laughs> Is she allergic to bees? She's uh, mentally allergic. Okay, okay. I mean, I was just trying to, I was just trying to figure this out as, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that was many moons ago. That was over 15 years ago or so. Yeah, bugs, bugs and bees don't, yeah, she, she, she don't do bugs. But uh, my daughter noticed something was wrong, so she was trying to unbuckle the car seat. So it, was, to get out. it was awkward with her trying to get out the car. Wow. Yeah, that was funny. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to the mall and seen a kid getting a beating and the kid's looking around like, is anybody going to help me? No, and that's the awkward part because I've been in a situation where the child should have gotten a beating. I've never actually physically seen because I, I used to work for for uh, boys and girls clubs uh, mm -hmm. of Delaware, and one of the things that we talked about in some of the uh, trainings and different things of nature, you know, you're automatically required to report, uh, you know, abuse, you know, different things. That, that's a, that's just a law of Delaware. Mm -hmm. You're auto. I mean, every citizen. Ha, uh, is it sh every citizen is charged and using the word charge every citizen has to report abuse that's like a Delaware thing you know what I mean Delaware, you yeah. don't have to be an educator you don't have to be a you know the principal or you don't have to be the school teacher you know what I mean yeah, you yeah. as an individual you sh should be reporting any abuse that happens so to your point is I be sitting there waiting with the phone in my hand and I, and, and, and I use every situation differently, right? If I'm sitting there and I know that that child should be beaten, my phone accidentally gets shut down. You know, I can't figure it out how to turn it on. You know what I mean? But no, man, I, I but I've seen where, what the, the awkward thing is, and, and I'm coming back to you because I'm going to ask you the same question is, I've seen where, man, I, I feel so bad for the parent. You know what I mean? Like, you know the decibels, and we might have talked about this before in the episode. You know the decibels in which you know it's time to get out the store, kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and that parent is trying to shop. The store is packed. They want to get their groceries because it's the holiday season, and that child just goes ballistic. Oh, and yeah. I always ask myself the question: When did it start? And I figured it out just now. It started. When they got in the store, they went down that cereal aisle. That child saw the Fruit Loops, and they wanted the Fruit Loops. And mommy or daddy or sister or brother said, "No, we're not getting Fruit Loops." And from there on, that child said, "I'm going to scream so loud 
in this store that we're going to end up back on the cereal aisle. Let me tell you something about that real fast. I remember one time we went to church, man. My daughter, it was back in Huntsville. My daughter was small, man. And my daughter acted up in church. We took a family trip to the bathroom. Mm, the whole family. Yeah, and we took care of that behavior. Mm-hmm. Never had a problem out of her again after that. Mm, mm. But it, it was a group effort. Right, you know? right, I mean, right. Because a lot of times, if the mother and the father are not on the same page, yeah, then that's the type of stuff that happens a lot more frequently. Yeah. But, but let me tell you something that, that I witnessed <clears throat> last time I was on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in we were in the terminal waiting for a plane to come, and it was delayed. Meanwhile, we saw this kid acting up, and this kid acted up for a whole forty five minutes. And you know what everybody's sitting there waiting to board the plane is thinking, I hope this kid ain't nowhere around me when we get on this plane because we stuck on this plane. But the awkward situation is the mother was trying to ignore the behavior and you can ignore it up to a point, but after 20, 30 minutes, you gotta do something. I don't care if you don't believe in, believe in, fill the blank in. but something needs to be done because there are other people there who are being disturbed while yeah. you're trying to raise your kid. And so, but the, the, the awkward situation is the flight attendant or the lady at the ticket counter told them they couldn't get on the plane. Mm, it was so they told them, I'm sorry, we can't let you on the plane. This child has not stopped for 45 minutes. We mm. cannot let you on the plane. And so everybody, now we didn't clap, but everybody was like, oh man, thank goodness. Cause I didn't want them sitting next to me. Yeah. yeah. I've had that. I've had that a, a couple of times where I was like, please. And they end up right behind me. Kicking his Literally, Yes. Literally right behind me. And you know, every, every child is different. Every situation. Well, we won't talk about that yet. We'll wait till the end. For our, for our day takeaways but have you have you been at a store where you saw a child i mean i'm figuring in in one of those situations it was your own child oh no 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 because i took care of that in the church now i remember one time i took my daughter out now my wife every time my every time my daughter went out with her when they got to the checkout line she would get her those gummy lifesavers now when i took her to the store one time she was a baby, you know, not baby, but she was like somewhere between two and three. And she tried to get it. I was trying to get in and out of the store. You had enough sweets for the day. No. And so she just, she, she decided she wanted to drop to the floor. But before she got to the floor, I smacked her bottom. She knocked her right back up. Mm. And that was the first and last time she ever tried to in the store. So, it, you know, but we, we, we ran a fairly tight ship in our house. Right. And, and so we didn't have a lot of those problems. And to this day, my daughter is not violent. My daughter is, you know, you know, they say, oh, yeah, you, you, you spank your kids. The kids going to come out more aggressive and violent. No, my daughter, you know, you know, my daughter, she's the sweetest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I, and she has a personality. She, 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 she's, she's out there doing her own thing. She's fully grown now. And she doesn't look like she's been traumatized in any shape, form or fashion. And she's doing well in society. So. You know, I mean, to each their own. There's a difference between spanking and and abuse. Some people take it a little too far. But if you do it in love, like my parents in the awkward situation with me, my mother used to come and tell me, she was like, um, she would sit me down and she would give me a lecture as to why I'm going to get this beating. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and Jesus said that if you don't correct your kids, they're going to grow up and they're going to be a menace to society. So I'm doing this because I'm following the guidelines of the Bible. And I, <laughs> you know, and then she will pray and then she will beat the stuffing out of me. <laughs> so, so it, you know, it was never in anger. You know, I, I don't believe in hitting kids out of anger and stuff, you know, um, Calm yourself down, come back, talk to the kids, and then do what you need to do. But don't be hauling off and hitting them and not 
keeping account of what you're doing and why you're doing it. I have a reason, I have a purpose. Let the kids know why you're doing it. And so, but yeah, so my awkward situation, I, I, I always say my mother used to be Clint Eastwood with the belt. <laughs> You know, Clint Eastwood had a gun. My mother had the belt. Well, my mother was Clint Eastwood with the belt, and that was my awkward situation. <laughs> Listen, mine though was this man. Well, this is this is the awkwardness of you know my situation growing up. Two things. I had two situations. One is you know we acted up in the store. We did. We did. We acted up in the store, and and my mom understood back then. I think you know as a single parent, um, if she beats us in the store. Um, that it could be a possibility. I mean, even though they didn't have the same uh, uh, child abuse laws back then, but, you know, beating a child, in, you know, in a sense, in a store, you know, she may get arrested and she didn't want to get arrested and, you know, and leave us by ourselves. So she did exactly what you said. She thought about it first. She calmed down. And so how she did it was she told us as soon as we got in the car, wait till we get home. Oh, your mom used to say that too. <laughs> and I mean, and the awkward part is I'm sitting in the back seat, like, man, can I jump out? <laughs> can I? Can, can I jump? Can I jump out the car? And so, yeah, and, and then and, and when we got home, like you said, there's a difference between a spanking and a beating. Uh, we got beatings. We didn't get spankings. We got beatings. I'll be honest with you. Beatings, the difference in a spanking, this is a spanking. And, and, and you can define your spanking or beating whatever by this. Yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the definition. Okay. I am a, I, I wrote this. I wrote this. It's in a dictionary. I wrote it. Okay. Not in a dictionary like that. A spanking is me taking my little hand and just giving you a little tap. Oh, little Jimmy, you'll be okay. Da, da, da. That's a spanking. Anything past that little hand lightly doing that is considered a beaten. Why yeah. do I say that? Number okay. one, if I hit you with my hand at a hard pace, that is not a spanking. That's a beaten. If I use a belt, you cannot spank nobody with a belt. That's a beating. If you use, if you use a uh, a switch, you know what a switch is, right? That is straight from the tree. Uh -huh. That is from the, the 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 trunk of the tree, a piece of the wood chuck from what the woodpecker just chucked out. That is a beating. Oh, it was a piece it. of Listen, branch, not a I know trunk. it is. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> if 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 that is a beating, okay. If you anything other than that little tap now. The awkward situation in that was my grandmother used to tell us to go outside and get the switch. She used to tell us, she, you, you listen, while she was calm in the house waiting on you to come back, <laughs> she had taken a break from, from the weariness of this bad doggone grandchild. She would say, go outside and get the switch. And you would come back with the wrong type. I remember one of us come in with her. She knew exactly the kind she wanted. But we were so smart. We was like, yeah, we're going to get this one right here because this one right here don't hurt. But she would send you right back and get the right kind of switch. Um, um, I had another awkward situation where my where I was going to get a, 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 a whooping, if you will, uh, which is equivalent to a beating. And I ran in the closet. And I, and I prayed, Lord... <laughs> My mom caught me in the closet. I said, Mama, don't beat me. Mama, don't beat me. Listen, I got a beating one time, man. Listen, um, I acted up in church, and my mother said to me, I can't wait till I get home to deal with you. Mm. I got home, and I ran, and I took a shower, and I jumped in the bed to go to sleep. Ain't no beating worse than being wet. Woo. And in the corner of a bed camel. Because <laughs> you know you're nice and tender when you come out the shower. Yes, sir. You're yes, sir. Relaxed. And uh, your body all tender and stuff from all that hot water. Oh, man, you don't want no beating after you done bathe and got under the covers. Because you can't even fight because you're under the covers up against the corner. <laughs> wow. Have have you ever have you ever um, experienced whether it's your children or any anybody else's children that you know um, where I had it, I just missed it uh, where your where, where the child was just so far off um, 
that that it was no longer awkward it was embarrassing yeah 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 um i saw a kid in the checkout line continually push they were pushing the cart into the ankles of the person in front of them mm. to the point that the person kept turning around and looking at the kid mm -hmm. and the parent had the audacity to get upset mm. like it's just a kid well it's just my ankles so then that person turned around and started to fight with the parent mm. because you can't fight with a kid because the kid don't know better so what was awkward is now the kid is crying because the, the parents getting beaten up <laughs> But that's what you get when you don't control your kid. You know, I mean, come on now. I mean, what's awkward? Let me ask you a question. Let's say you had a run-in with a kid. And let's say the kid is under 12 years old. And the parent is there and they can do something about it. It's a kid. So do you haul off and hit the kid or do you deal with the parent? I mean, you, you deal with the parent. I mean, in all situations, you deal with the parent because really, let's be honest. And that's, I mean, this is the elephant in the room with this situation is you don't know the situation. I was looking for the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> the elephants are dangerous, man. I was watching the show the other day with, with you know, one of those animal channel shows uh, and that elephant came with some lions hanging out, just chilling. Now, you know, these like, you know, Mufasa type type situation. Mm -hmm. He was out there chilling, having a good time. Listen, that 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 elephant came out of nowhere. And you talking about the, who the real king of the jungle is? Yeah, scampering. Listen, listen, they was flipping over each other trying to get away from that thing. And he took off running. I said, this got to be fake. This 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 uh this elephant cannot run that fast. But anyway, um, the elephant in the room, because you don't know, you don't know what's going on with that kid. Mm -hmm. You don't know. I mean, I you know, you don't know if the kid is autistic, you don't know if the kid is is dealing, you know, with different things. So yeah, you don't go after the child. That's a child. But you go to that parent and say, listen, your child got one more time. Matter of fact, your child ain't got no time. You gonna either deal with this or I'm gonna have to deal with you. <laughs> I mean that that's simple and especially I mean of course at that point I'm 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 digressing because at that point I do need to go to a different line. Mm -hmm. Cuz I feel like that child is going to be a motherless child. <laughs> or a fatherless child, you know, or whatever the case may be. And so yeah, you definitely yeah, definitely definitely to that point is you're dealing with them. And and even if you do go a different line, you're going to let them know why. Yeah. You know what I mean like, you know, if I turn around and I, I, I physically see that, you know, something not right with the child or something, or if that child is being belligerent or whatever the case may be, is just just acting out. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we're not hitting ankles today. We're not, we're not going to do that. That's not in the that's not in the. the, the All right. So, so listen, I got two awkward um, stories to tell you. So the first story, I think I, I tell me if I told you this story before. One time my wife and I laying in bed and we hear a kid outside and it was just after a big heavy snow, man. And we're like, what kid is out there playing in the snow, making that much noise? And we're laying in the bed talking about, man, these parents today, boy, there's something wrong with them. Because I'm telling you, that kid out there playing, it's early in the morning and the kid is out there in the snow. And this went on for like 15 minutes. My wife is like, why don't you get up and check and see if both our kids in their room? <laughs> So I got up and I checked and I was like, wait, one of is gone. <laughs> and it wasn't the older one. It was my son. He was about three years old. He got up. He saw the snow. He went downstairs. He opened up the wow. sliding back door, went outside with his little flip flops. And he's in the snow with a little bicycle playing in the wow. snow. Wow. For 15 minutes before we realized, luckily, now we had a long driveway that time and, and we were far off the road and stuff. Right. But um, nonetheless, he was out there in sub zero degrees. Wow. Without anything, but he was having a blast. 
So we had to go put like a a stick behind or a door because now being here, we didn't even know at three, three years old, four years old, he knew how to, uh, you know, uh, so, and that's why we, we, we make sure our alarms are on. Hmm. So every house we made sure we had alarms on after that. So that if anything happened, we could always figure out, Hey, okay. The alarm's going off. Something's happening. So that was an awkward situation because we we're talking about somebody being bad parents. Turns out we were the bad parents and he was making us look bad. The next bit, the next story is we had um, a niece. Mm -hmm. She was about four years old. She stayed at our house. And I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but kids ask to stay over. Right. But then when it's time to go to bed, they want to go to their parents. Of course. And so um, this particular house, we had a motion sensor. So uh, we we stayed upstairs. You can walk down halfway down the steps before the motion sensor caught you and the alarm went off. Mm -hmm. And we had this big bullhorn alarm. This is back in the day when the alarms were were, were kind of real loud. And so we're like, hey, go to bed. And uh, I want to go home. Go to bed. I want my mommy. Go to bed. So this kid comes out that room, and they are going down the steps. I'm like, don't go down the steps. Don't go down the steps. They got halfway down the steps, man, and the alarm goes off. They mm. took off running right back up the stairs, jumped in the bed, and they were screaming at the top of their voice. It scared the living daylights out of them. <laughs> and, and so and it was it was the funniest thing, you know, because we thought we were gonna have to hit or you know, we thought we gotta put a beating on one on one of our little um um siblings um kids, but yes, right. it turns out that the alarm took care of it for us. But it was awkward because we didn't know how far this, this kid was gonna take it. But lo and behold, the alarm took care of everything and uh wow. So the next night we're like, "Hey, you going to bed?" Yes. <laughs> okay, no problem out of them. <laughs> but it was it, it was an awkward situation because we didn't know how far they're going to take it, and right, right, out of town. So it, it's not like something that we could have done about it. Now, have wow. you had any, situ- any situations like that with with kids staying over or anything? no? No, but I was at a meeting one time. Speaking of of, of uh, kids on the run, that's our theme is the kids on the run. I was at a meeting one time, and um, you know, I had my kids sitting in the hall hallway of where my meeting was, and I had access, you know, to watch them. I wasn't sitting too far inside the meeting, so I would, you know, periodically go and check on them, just going in and out, going in and out. Okay. All right. Cool. I, I, you know, I said, I'll go a little longer, 10 minutes, you know, 15 minutes. Okay. I'll check in 20 minutes or whatever. So I go into the hall and I was like, you know, I said to one of the kids, where's your sister? <laughs> while, while this kid is in his iPad, um, he looks around and says, I don't know. She was just here. <laughs> Listen, listen, the next five minutes was probably the longest five minutes of my entire moment. (laughs) I looked outside. I go outside looking up and down the street. I go, you know, and go into another room. I'm looking. Don't know where this child is. The awkward situation is the child was downstairs on a stage. But what makes it more awkward is there was a bunch of people down there and nobody wondered. Well, who child is this on the stage? The child was on the stage. Then somebody said to me, like, yeah, we were looking. We weren't for sure, though, you know. So we just let the child just have a good time on the stage with all the toys. <laughs> yeah, my child. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, man, what, what, you got any more? What's your, what's your, what's your, what's your takeaways from this, man? My takeaways, look, listen. Don't take your rugrats outside the house if you don't know how to take care of them, man. Like, don't let your kids be a distraction or a hindrance or in an avenue of pain to other people. People don't want to hear your kids screaming at the top of their voice for 45 minutes. You lay down and had those kids or you adopted them, whatever. You took responsibility to raise these kids properly. 
do your job. You know, um, it's not cute to be on the receiving end of all those decibels of noise when you didn't sign up for that. Mm. I took the time to take care of my kids. I try to make sure my kids weren't a disturbance to anyone else. Least you can do is do the same. I know kids got to be kids, and I know you're trying to train your kids, but outside in public, it's not always the best place to train your kids. You train them at home so that when they get out, they don't act up. And if they act up out there, you take them somewhere quiet, deal with it, and then come back. But don't assume that everybody finds that stuff cute because we don't. It is not cute. Do your job. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, you, you said you said a, a, a mouthful. And I'm, I'm going to um, as we before we started our episode, <laughs> we were we were in a debate about something else. And so I'm going to go ahead and debate on the what's your final thoughts scenario. You know, kids don't come with a manual. Um, and I'm going to give you uh, a scenario. Um, you know, I deal with computers all the time and I can go in and I can get those things set up and everything is ready to go. And I, I tested it over and over again. But then when the users get to, you know, when it's time for them to start using the devices, the, the devices go crazy. Like, oh, my God, this stuff didn't do this when I tested it. And it's like kids come with no manual. And as, and as much as I try or a parent may try to get that, you know, instill in them this way is this way, you know, whatever. And it's those rare occasions where you have the rogue parents that be like, you know what? I'm still a kid too. <laughs> but, um, but it's, you know, you just pray that when you go out in public, that those kids don't embarrass you in an awkward situation. You know, the whole, you know, kicking and, and screaming and all that kind of stuff. And we do the best we can. And for, for the big percentage of us, it's worked, right? Mm -hmm. But it's that small percent of parenting skills are not where they should be. And I'm trying to parent, but I'm also still trying to be young, a young person. And listen, and I'm not even talking just those parents that are having kids at a young age. I'm talking about some of these 40 something parents who still trying to be 15. OK, come on now. Ooh, I just stepped on somebody's toes. But listen, but listen, my takeaway is this. Did I do my takeaway yet? You said what? You can't always be your kid's best friend, especially when they're kids. Now, when they get older, like my dad and I, we talk every week and we, we can go back and forth. We bounce off each other, you know, about different business ideas and, and writing ideas. So we can be friendly with each other because we're both adults now. But when a kid's 13, 14, and they're acting out. That's not the time to be your kid's best friend. That's the time to be a parent. Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't, you can love them. You can clothe them. You can bathe them. You can feed them. You can house them. But one thing you cannot be is you cannot be their friend. You have to be the parent. And guess what? Guess what? For those who listen, who say, oh, you can't, you got to be their friend too. No. Guess what? In that parenting manual that you got in your brain, as, as being a parent, all of those things are included in there. All of them. But you know how to balance it. You can't go from, I'm being the awesome parent, now I'm going to be the awesome best friend. You can't do that. As a parent, you just have to be a parent and all those things will flow right in it. And your and your child's going to know when you are being their friend versus I'm your friend kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like when I go down and sit with my child and he's doing his Lego and I go down and sit next to him, I do a Lego. Hey, I'm doing a Lego and da 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 da. And, you know, I'm a little friendly, you know, whatever. But when it's bedtime, nah, we ain't friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go to bed. You know what I mean? But yeah, there you, go. yeah. You, you just have to, you have to be a parent. You have to parent, you know, parent as, as well as you can be. And I'll say that out there, you know, I'll put that out there as well as you can be, but you know, in all things, you just have to 
love them. You know what? Let me just say this real fast. Now, I'm not calling kids dogs or animals or anything, but I have a dog, and the dog has some anxiety issues. Mm. And we took him to training school, and we did everything we could at home. And my daughter used to say to me, my daughter, she's she's in her twenties now, so you know she's grown, but she's like, um, to take him to Lowe's, let him get used to people. Take him to Home Depot so he can walk around and be. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna take my dog out in front of people until I can have some type of understanding as to how he's gonna react. Yeah. in those situations because I don't want to upset people's experience in those mm -hmm. stories. Right. And it's the same thing with your kids. You should have done enough training at home so you have a ballpark understanding of how your kids are going to act when they get out there. You're not going to get it right every time. Yeah. But at least you know you have strategies that you can bring them back onto some type of subjection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are right and that's all we're saying there's there's a world out there where there are a whole bunch of people and not everybody is kid friendly not everybody wants to hear your kids cry not everybody thinks that that stuff is cute yeah that's true and raise your kids and don't take them into situations where you know they can't handle it and then expect us to be all understanding because all of us we didn't have any fun in having those kids yes so don't subject us to that foolishness yeah. That's just my two cents. Nah, you're right. Definitely right. Definitely right. Listen, this has been an eye, eye opening, ear listening <laughs> conversation on awkward situations. Your kids can be awkward, but parents can be awkward too. <laughs> That's why some of them get the beat down in the grocery store. Hey, listen, man, it's been real. It's been a good episode. I'm your boy, Jay Tross. There's my boy, Ziggy. And we are out. Peace.